Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jason Curtis with 5S Fitness out of the UK. Jason, what is going on? How are you doing today? Happy Thursday. Hey, JJ. Uh, yeah, great to meet you. Great to be on. Um, good day working from home today, so not too bad. There we so go. Good to go. Yeah, it doesn't get better than that. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, you know, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with 5S Fitness. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So if you can, Jason, in your own words, how would you describe 5S Fitness and what you guys do? So I would um, describe 5S Fitness as a strength and conditioning gym. So we're an independent gym. Um, we're open six days a week, 14 hours a day. So it's an open gym to the public. And um, my initial tagline really, or idea behind it was, my background was strength and conditioning. So working with athletes and also as a, a military physical training instructor, so I wanted to sort of bring strength and conditioning to the masses. So it's it's quite a large open gym, but it's predominantly free weights. So it's squat racks, barbells, uh, kettlebells, dumbbells, that sort of stuff. And what we do is we have two classes, essentially. We have strength classes, which is get you stronger, and conditioning classes, which you get you fitter. And the mentality behind 5S Fitness is just what is the best way to get you fit and strong. Um, so we do work with athletes, powerlifters, strong men and women, um, every sport, really, ultra-athletes, team sports athletes. But the bulk of our membership is just general gym folk. So they pay a gym membership and they get full access to the gym. So we don't do any specific packages. It's just you pay the membership, you get everything. Um, and when you're in the gym, although we do have, um, although it's a group setting, group classes, it's pretty much the closest thing you'd get to one-on-one -on -one training. You'll have coaches in there that are taking you through um, a tailored strength program or a conditioning class where the coaches are just getting amongst it, basically. And then on top of that, we have obviously all the coaches in the gym that work personal training or work with athletes and whatnot. So that's pretty much the crux of what the gym is and the idea behind it. Just to, so people know what 5S means, I just took the components of fitness. Um, so whether you them to be sort of 10 11 12 of them and just combined them into five s's so strength speed stamina suppleness and skill um, like that. and that's just what the meaning is behind the logo basically yeah that's awesome that's actually a, a, a great concept i love the wordplay there and so i guess let's start with the basics here uh jason give uh, the viewers a little, a little deeper dive into the business i mean how many members are you serving currently at the moment we're about 150 members and they pay uh, fifty uh, pounds a month, um, okay. so it's sort of it's it's more expensive than what you'd expect to pay in the UK for a commercial gym, gym, but it's a lot cheaper than what you might expect to pay for a lot of independent gyms currently, especially things like CrossFit boxes. Whereas in the UK, you might be looking to pay sort of anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty pounds a month. We're sort of more in expensive than the commercial gyms, but sort of mid-range in terms of independent gyms. We don't have a contract but we have about 150 people. Um, and then on top of that, uh, pay-as-you-go clients and personal training clients that don't have to be members to work with our coaches. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's great. That's great. And I think um, 
I like to ask this question here too, right, Jason, because I think it's different for everybody. You know, what's been the best method of getting people through the door? The best method initially um, was definitely sort of that initial group was definitely social media um, to just raise sort of brand awareness in the area. So when I left the military, I come to Macclesfield, started personal training at parks um, before I even had a gym. And um, social media just was the easiest way to put that advertising out there. We spent a lot of money, or I spent a lot of money, a lot of my own money relative to what I was earning at the time um, on other forms of advertising and nothing worked. So initially social media was really good. However, this was also pretty much eight years ago where I think social media was a lot better than what it is now. Um, and you were making much more impact when you did paid ads back then. I mean, when I first set up my page and it had three or 400 people on it, I was getting huge engagement on videos. You know, I was for, for, for the size of the page, it was getting thousands of views on a standard workout video, whereas now with thousands of followers, um, you know, you can throw a workout video up and get sort of, I can get a fraction of what I used to get even when the page first started. So that was the initial um, sort of build awareness in the town because you can be really specific with the, the demographics and where you're targeting. From there, what was the main driver of my personal training in the gym was word of mouth. So for me, I always say the key to the hardest part is getting, getting that initial sort of wave of clients and initial, the initial few into the gym. But then it's the word of mouth then that sells it the most. And then on top, aside from word of mouth, what I see to be the most effective is literally just people searching Jim Macclesfield on Google. They go onto the website and they contact me from there. One thing I will say with that is that a lot of people will find you on Google and then they'll sort of check you out on social media. So they go hand in hand, they'll sort of check your social media out to see what you're up to. And then they come in the gym. So definitely now I'm a sort of quite well-established gym. I find that word of mouth is still number one by far sort of mechanize the members. And most of our mem most of our membership comes from members recommending us to their friends. And then second to that, when the sort of cold leads, they're Google searching us because most people train within so many miles of where they live. So they're Google searching us, finding us on Google and contacting us that way. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, so there's definitely a lot of progression. I think when, when you've been in business, as long as you have, you're going to have alternative methods and versatility that a lot more than what I think a lot of other people would have now, right? Because it's definitely a different era. Um, and so, I mean, I know you said this, Jason. I know you said you had 150 members or so here now. I mean, let's say this. Let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you go than 150? To be honest, we we are, I would cap our membership at around 200. We Our facility is about 2,500 square foot. The problem is, is we see about 100 people a day. Um, and that's with pay-as-you-go, you know, people that aren't members and, and We've got five or six coaches working out of there daily that personal training people work with athletes. The problem is you're always going to have a prime time, which for us is half five in the evening. So what I don't want is a booking system, in all honesty. I don't want the gym to be something where my member wants to train on a Monday and can't get into the gym, so they can't train on a Monday. So I will cap my membership Um at that point where the classes need to be booked or people can't come to classes because they're too busy. Luckily, we do five classes a day and the gym's open all day. So we haven't, we're not anywhere near that issue yet. 
And I don't really perceive us getting another 50 members. I perceive us getting another 20, 30 members with the, you know, you always have some level of drop off. You know, people fall off the wagon or they, they want to try something new. So I can see us sitting at around 180 members, um, which I'm really happy with because I've got, um, I'm also an author and I've also got an online academy. We qualify personal trainers and stuff like that. So in all honesty, I don't want the gym to be too much bigger. Although my initial thought was to have a bigger and bigger gym and franchise it and whatnot. And fundamentally, now I want my gym to be a really good community where I know everyone by their first and last name. And it's low stress because the level that it's at uh, in terms of an independent gym, there's far more buying and there's a lot less stress. So I know everyone and we all get on and, and it's, it's a brilliant place to be. So fundamentally for me, I, although in the past I wanted to go much, much bigger, I now know maybe it's getting, getting older. I now know that I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as I do now if I were to have a facility two or three times the size and, you know, a thousand members. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think when you first start, you kind of, you, you look for that bigger picture, right? You kind of jump the gun and like, okay, uh, let's see what it would look like, like, you know, a hundred steps down the road. But, uh, you know, it always changed. I feel like everybody, they almost enjoy having that, that small community, right? I think when it's tight knit though, and you can retain that, it's the same thing as having, you know, a thousand recycled members. Uh, I, I love that. And so I've got, I've got two more questions for you here, Jason. My, my, my two favorite questions. You know, what's the, I, I know you kind of just alluded to this, but let's say like in, 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 a, in a 30 second pitch here, your bigger picture for yourself, what are you trying to accomplish like five, 10 years now? So my big picture plan is to ultimately see the gym as a hobby. You know, so I, the gym's open 80, 90 hours a week. I want to be in there 30 hours a week. I want to be a coach first and foremost, but I'm also an author. So I've published close to 20 books so far. And wow. which, you know, quite a few have been bestsellers on Amazon, which, you know, you don't have to sell a, a massive amount, but they do sell um, a good number. We have, um, or I have an online academy, which we've got close to 20,000 academy members worldwide. So where I see the real growth is, I see the gym as being my authority, really. It gives me, gives me authority. You know, I'm a coach. I'm working day in, day out. I'm not just someone that's trying to be an influencer online. Um, when I'm not actually doing any coaching, that's really important to me. So I'm working with athletes, I'm working with my gym. But my long-term goal for me personally um, is to gain that sort of notoriety or respect within the sort of sport and fitness industry, strength conditioning industry as a coach. So basically have my writing as well respected and, and be useful to people. Um, of course, it'd be great to sell even more books and get even more academy members in. We do also qualify personal trainers and strength conditioning coaches. So that's where I see the real expansion. And um, the gym is there as my hub. You know, that's that's my sort of home. I want it to be my hobby. In the past, I did want to franchise the model. That's why I, you know, one tip I give to everyone that's setting up a gym is build a brand that you can franchise. You know, even if you've got no intention of franchising, that's what will give you your, your model. It will give you your brand. It will give you your feel. It has a real sort of um, ethos to it. So we are 5S Fitness. You've got strength classes and you've got conditioning classes. So I wanted to franchise that model, um, sort of like a CrossFit model, but just strength and conditioning. You know, big open space, big rig. You've got all the strength going on on one side and all the conditioning on the other. However, with the online academy and the books, um, I love the contrast of one day I'm in the gym 
and I do 14 hours the next day I'm at home and I'm writing and I'm developing content for the online academy. And so that's where the real growth is realistically. Um, and I want the gym to just be the best gym it can be for my members. Um, and obviously to be profitable and, and provide me with a base wage and allow me to expand the other side of the company, which is this one here, which is strengthconditioningcourse.com. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, you kind of, you kind of, uh, again, alluded to the next question here. What we were going to ask is kind of like an advice question, but going to throw it out there anyway, maybe see if there's anything different that you could say here. So, you know, Jason, um, if you can go back in time here to when you first started your gym and sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? My advice would be um, definitely going back to that point where I say, you know, create a, a brand that is for you. You could see it like, you know, a McDonald's where everything is done in a specific way. So sit down with a notepad get your brand and you've got to really buy into your brand. So get your, your logo, your company colors, make sure that your clothing matches your company colors. You've got to completely buy into what you're doing um, and set up, you know, not just what is my aim, what is my procedures, set up the way you operate, your standard operating procedures um, and really buy into it. Um, what I did is I just listed everything that I was and everything that I wasn't. I listed what my, um, sort of number one avatar is going to be my customer avatar. Who are they? Who is my perfect client? What are they looking for? Who is my sort of secondary client? You know, which of my clients are going to make me the most money? Who do I really want to work with? Because they can be different people. You know, I might want to work with elite athletes, but realistically that might be a small portion of my gym revenue. So my recommendation to everyone who's getting into the fitness industry is to really sort of, knuckle down on who you are and what you do and create a brand that you really believe in and, and operate in a systematic way, which is what I did with 5S. And I definitely noticed that works when I went away from working into the, in a park and went into a small studio. People thought that 5S was a much bigger company than what it was. It was me in an old mill in Macclesfield and people thought it was a big company that was franchised. And I basically bought into the franchise and 5S Fitness was bringing strength condition to the masses. And that's how I eventually got private investment to open a big gym because I, it's not like fake it till you make it, but it's a little bit of that. You've got to operate up here to get to that point. And people were looking at me and going, you know, I got offered four or five different private investments from different people. Um, and that was because I made the company, I made the ethos, the brand, bigger than what it was and I operated at that level and then the only piece of advice which is a little bit cliche is unfortunately the gym industry is incredibly hard to make profit profitable and um, compared to a lot of under, other industries and the hours can be antisocial and they can be long so it's on one side do all that stuff what I've just said and the other side is just make sure that you absolutely love it because you're going to have to put the hours in and um, so you you can't just enjoy your own training you've really got to enjoy being in the gym, doing admin and, and, and working with clients. Sometimes it's not the sort of people that you always want to be working with and you've got to graft and graft hard. But I'm sure everyone knows that. Jason, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook website, please shout it out now. Where can people find out more about you and the facility? 
So in terms of 5S Fitness, just 5S Fitness on Instagram and Facebook, and we've also got the website, 5sfitness.co.uk. On the courses side of things, it's strengthandconditioningcourse.com. And that's also on social media, on Instagram, is a particularly good place to find us because we post regular content that's free. So PDFs, we've got muscle manuals and sort of training programs, 12-week programs and stuff for different athletes and different age groups. And we just post them for free as free downloads. And then if anyone's interested in any of my books, it's just jasoncurtis.org. And you can find all the sort of independent services I offer and books and stuff like that. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Jason, if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Christina from Pro Push Fitness in Gilbert, Arizona. What's up, Christina? How are you today? I'm doing great, Bree. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. You All bet. right. So let's jump right into the details here. Let's start with what it is that made you want to own your own gym. What's the backstory there? How did you get started? Um, well, it's actually probably just about everybody's going to talk about how much they loved fitness all their life. And, you know, it was something that was very natural for them. Um, but I actually ended up working in the corporate world and doing kind of like side hustles with everybody. And that's like friends and family. I would just help them lose 50 pounds, you know, guide them through this and that. Um, but then my sister, who I'm really close with, she got cancer and the tumor and she told me I can share the story. Um, the tumor was actually coming out of her body and it would, it would hemorrhage. I know it's gross, but, um, because she was single and somebody had to, you know, apply pressure to it. Um, I would get the phone call cause it took about two weeks before they could get it, get her in for surgery. Oh, well, yeah. one night I'm in there and she's falling asleep and I'm applying pressure and it's really late and I'm tired. I want to go home or at minimum go to sleep. And I find myself just kind of getting a little bit mad at her, right? Because I'm tired. And um, and I was thinking to myself, how how could she let it get like this? Like, she had to have been able to see this. Like, you could see it. And as I was sitting there, I just had this thought occur to me that she was embarrassed. And, I mean, I felt, obviously, I love my sister. But I, it, I felt horrible in that moment because... I realized that there are some people that they need to be going and getting exercise. They need somebody to show them. They need to be getting their health under control. 
and they're embarrassed. They're shy. And, it, and it's not, it's not about just people that are overweight. It can be people who are awkward. It can be people who have nothing physically from the outside um, that you would think would keep them from going from a gym. It's psychological, but there's this whole world of people that will never go inside of a gym. And they, they, a lot of times are the ones that need it the most. Yes. So from there, I just kind of shifted all of my, my energy in the corporate world. And I thought I'm going to take all of my positive energy and I'm going to put it into the passion that I've always had. And I'm going to do something that I know is, is bigger and, and more important than corporate life. I'm going to do something to help, help people, help people get healthy and start living their best life. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I love that story. And just, to, it was like a simple mind set shift kind of for you. You know, it's like you had this one thought and then it kind of sparked something that allowed you to completely change paths and take on something in a completely different industry that probably affects, I mean, I don't know what you were doing in the corporate world, but probably affects people at a much greater level than what you're Absolutely. Doing. And, and it speaks to who I am. You know, I remember being in my early twenties and, you know, cause I'm a lot older than that now, but I remember being in my early twenties and, and thinking I'm, I'm going to be a personal trainer someday, you know, and, and I would, you know, help people do this and that. And, and I've always studied it, even through college, my sciences were always based around nutrition and disease in the body and, you know, things like that. I've always just had an infatuation with why the body does what it does and, um, and how to be healthy. And, you know, so to have that little shift that it's not just about what, you know, it's also about what people feel and that can't be taken out of the equation when you're talking about health and fitness. You have to look at the way they feel and why they should be going to the gym. It's not so that they can feel worse about their situation or more self-conscious about where they're at. Um, that's not what it's about. You know, they just need the information, need to be shown how to do it and have somebody care about them and kind of, you know, show them that this is for you too. A healthy body is for everyone. Right. Absolutely. And it's so important, you know, and there are so many people out there that need those services. You know, there, there's no lack of people that need those services. And a lot of people just don't know what they need until it's right in front of them. Yep. Or they go through a situation like that where they can see this should not be here. I'm overweight. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to do anything. I'm, I don't want anyone to see this, you know, and that's, right. that's horrible, especially when it's, so close to home, you know, with somebody that you love, your sister, mm -hmm. at minimum, she should have come and told me, you know, but right. you can't, you can't really judge that. You can just offer some, somewhere for help, somewhere for people to be able to come and get healthy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never really know the experiences that somebody has until you're actually in that position. Right. So, well, and the flip side, I've worked with a lot of women since you know i've heard this actual line more than once where uh, a woman has said please help me to stop looking like a 12 year old boy so i mean it, it it's so easy to pinpoint but it people walk around with their own their own self-conscious issues and and or not even just the self-conscious issues you can also see people who just want a gym where they're very focused on their client and and hitting those goals whatever they are maybe they're very aggressive maybe they're an athlete maybe they're a competitor you know 
-hmm. and they just want an environment where it's guided towards whoever is sitting in front of the trainer. Right. Absolutely. Completely agree. Now, what is your business model look like? How do you structure things within your facility? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through how you lay things out there. So um, that's interesting because I know that I have a very unique model. I've been doing this long enough, um, over 20 years now. I mean, when you start taking in account um, going back, I feel like the business model for gyms is broken. It's very archaic and people are doing the same things over and over and over. And one day I was out having a jog and I was thinking to myself, why why is it so hard to make a living in this industry when everybody needs a trainer? Everybody needs somebody to help them. Mm-hmm. I need a trainer. I need someone right. to help me, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's because the business model is broken. We we a personal trainer is going to get like um, uh, maybe a weekend certification and and then they're they're working at a big box gym or you get somebody who dedicates their education to it and they're not making very much money um, or if they're even branched out on their own, they're paying a, a high percentage back to the house and then they have to market themselves at night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. People get marked out. So I sat down with um, at the time, there's only one trainer that was working there. And I said, I'm going to do something and you're going to just have to trust this, but I'm going to take what I've learned in the corporate world about business. And I'm going to apply it here. Our, we are no longer going to be you paying me this measly little rent that means nothing, you know? And so I literally structured it through like wholesale retail, um, Basically, the theory that I had behind it was I'm going to look at all all the different models that the fitness industry offers right now, and I'm going to take what works. I'm going to throw away what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we need really good trainers that that we're going to take with us. They need to make money, period. If they can't vacation with their family, they're not sticking around and turnover will kill a business. Mm-hmm. faster than anything else turnover in your clients and turnover in your trainers right so so i need to pay them well i needed to make sure that my benchmark was low enough right because you see the big box gyms and people will pay that all day long because it's ten dollars right right so i need i need to make sure that my prices were lower and then at the online People still want a a one-on-one training, but the data, right? We'd love to have that. We love to have that at our fingertips where we can look at our progress pictures. We can look at how much stronger we're getting. We can see all those things. So basically what I ended up doing is we had an app designed just for Pro Push Fitness and it's personal training, but it ends up being semi-personal training, but everybody in that room is paying for personal training and they are getting a 100% custom workout, an actual entire plan for them. It's uploaded into the system and one trainer who's paid very, very well for all of the people they are training in there. And I give almost half, almost half of what the uh, client is paying an hour goes directly to the trainer, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you are able to put six, seven people in an hour in a room and and, and one trainer can move from them So you have like the first person comes in and they 
um, you show them what their superset's going to be and you watch their form and you get them going and then you got your next person coming in and you go and you get them started and then you go and get them go back and get them going on their second superset and then you add in your third person and you do that and you do that in a very high demanding you know shift of three to four hours now you have a well-paid trainer you have the online feel of it that they get to take it and show to all their friends what they're doing and it's also up there you know you put their nutrition there their measurements there everything's just right there at their fingertips you're offering a discounted rate to your clients because there's more than just one they don't have to pay for your for a trainer for one hour just that mm -hmm. trainer or 30 minutes right. so they're getting that wholesale price right and then the other piece is but they're still getting an actual person that can correct them one trainer that is overseeing their program and dialing it in specifically for them taking in accounts injuries and age and goals and body composition and all that they still have a live person who knows them face to face who's handling all of that mm -hmm. and since doing that our business has completely completely done one a, a, a 180. okay so that's not how you originally started no uh -huh. i was doing okay. it like everybody else mm -hmm. when when i well i guess i kind of skipped past what i I had a conversation with my uh the one trainer that was working at the time i said i want to do this different all of the clients are going to pay me you are no longer you no longer have to market yourself at all i will market you i mm -hmm. will bring clients in here for you you don't have to pay me rent um you don't have to maintenance anything you're just going to be an employee but right. on the flip side of that i'm going to pay you double so like you've got like a big box gym here pays like nine dollars a client i'm going to pay you double that mm -hmm. per client and you don't you don't have marketing fees after you don't have to pay me anything you just have to maintain the clients and do an excellent job and you have to gain one new certification every two years mm -hmm. and so i uh, and that's you know been uh, that's been key because not only does it help the uh your gym but it helps you as a as an owner see what your clients need because you'll see where your trainers will migrate to i need to learn corrective exercise i need to learn you know things like that that helps you know really dial in who's right. in your gym yeah absolutely and how many clients are you currently serving Right now we have 103 personal training. I used to do the boot camps classes all day long, you know, like benchmark, get in, get them in the door pricing, exhausted myself. They got no results. That was another thing. I, I don't even, I don't even advertise um, classes. I have three classes left. And that is because those people have been coming for seven years. Like in all three of my classes, they just, they're, it's their diehards and I'm not going to mess with that. They're friends and it's their thing, you know, Yeah. but I don't advertise them. We do all personal training now because that that's who pays, but it isn't going back to my sister. It's not, it's not about the money. If, if you're doing this for money, you're going to have a really hard time because you can get rich somewhere else faster. Right. But they'll pay more, but they will get the results. It's really hard to give anybody results in a 
a group setting. It's very difficult to do. Yeah. I mean, well, depending on, depending on the workout and, and the structure. Yeah. I come from a background of kickboxing. So large group classes. I agree with you. But in that setting, yes, people do get results in a large group class just because of the workout itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I understand where you're coming from in the strength training realm, especially, um, and not being able to give people the attention that they need in the large group setting. And a lot of times that's semi-private. Do you, did you find, I'm sorry, uh, did you find that, did you have success with getting their consistency that there wasn't that that one-on-one -on -one when they were doing the kickboxing with the group because I definitely had like a a, a nucleus inside of each group of a, a handful of people but I felt like for the like the larger picture was more of like revolving people that would mm -hmm. come through I wasn't able to really dial people in the same way did you have that same experience or no so I had a lot of people that stayed because they got results and because they really liked the community. Okay. So they had a lot of fun and they got results. So. Okay. And I can see know. that with kickboxing because it's unique. Right. Yes. And it was something like they had never done before. Um, they had gotten results like they'd never gotten anywhere else before. They became a part of a community that they loved. So it was like, why would they leave? Yeah. You know? at that point. So I didn't necessarily have an issue with that. I mean, of course there were people on a monthly basis that would move or get a new job or whatever, you know, the normal yeah, thing, sure, but sure. outside of that, it wasn't a super high turnover rate. Well, I would say then the thought process there just for the relevance of the show is like what you're saying, if you're going to do a group or something in a group setting, think of something unique, think of something that the endorphins alone that they're going to get is going to keep them coming. And it doesn't have to be a maintenance of, of a, of a trainer, but get right. so offer something very unique in that setting to get people and keep them. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, the theme overall kind of between what you're doing and, and what I was doing is simplicity, you know, it's not yeah. overcomplicated. Yeah. And there are so many gym owners that just overcomplicate everything, you know, like yeah. you were talking about before with, um, you know, taking a percentage and then having them pay rent and then having them do their advertising. And, you know, there's yeah. just so many things there and people tend to overcomplicate things and then also focus on the wrong aspects of the business that don't get them more clients and that don't make them more money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. And I think that, well, in the beginning, uh, his reaction wasn't good. I mean, mm -hmm. I think he thought of uh, like, he's like, why, why would I do that? You know, why right. would I do that? And, and what I, what I ended up saying is that I hope that he would, that he would see it and that he would move along with it, but that I felt strongly for my gym, that this was the direction that needed to happen, mm -hmm. that it was for, it was for the betterment of everybody. For us to bring it in-house and start operating it the way any other business operates mm -hmm. instead of having, you know, we're, we're more of, I don't even know how to ex explain it, but you know, you know, the system and everyone knows the system. So, but it, it just, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't keep good, solid trainers training. It doesn't keep people that should be in the industry in the industry. Mm -hmm. Fast forwarding that same trainer, not only have we added two more trainers, but that same trainer who was very leery about it, he just took a week long vacation with his family. 
Right. You know, he, he paid out of pocket to put his wife through nursing school. She just graduated two months ago. So they're not, you know, they're not millionaires, but they live well and they live in a, a kind of an expensive part of the state. So mm -hmm. their daughter's in a good school, you know, you, that's what you need. You, you have to provide the same kind of life for your employees as you want for yourself, or they will find somewhere else that will give it to them. Right. And by doing that, you have to think outside of the box. It can't be the standard uh, status quo of the way gyms run things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people it's like you have to create the same want or irresistible offer rather that you create for your clients to make your clients want to come in and your clients want to stick around. You should entreat, you should treat your employees the same way. Right. It's like yes. you should make it an irresistible place for them to work because that's how you're going to keep them. That's right. Yep. That's right. It's the same kind of concept, but people don't really look at it that way. They don't look they don't. at it from the employee standpoint. They only look at the client standpoint, obviously, because they want to get more clients. But it's like you've got to have really good quality employees because they're the ones that are serving your clients and providing the level of service that you want to uphold in your business. I mean, it's a big right. deal. Well, and if, if you want to create a culture, like you were talking about with the kickboxing, they loved the community. They loved the culture there, right? Right. That's what kept having them. Same thing in any gym that you you want to see that over and over. And, and the owner cannot establish that community, cannot establish the culture that they want if they're flipping trainers, if they're flipping staff. They, okay, for instance, uh, the, the, there was uh, a situation where somebody was feeling kind of down that they were getting, um, you know, some of their clients were, uh, canceling schedules and things like that, or changing things around. And I, I knew that, that it wasn't anything personal, but I've also been in their situation where you get too many people do that to you in a day. It feels personal. Yes. And so I wasn't too worried about it. And you know, he recovered fine from it and he didn't lose one client that day, but something that I told him and that I, I've tried to tell everybody as they've come through is if you want more clients, focus on the one in front of you. Yes. You don't need to run another Facebook ad. You don't need to go get another Instagram. Don't get me wrong. I do all of those things, but if you really want to grow your client base and you have one client drill everything you've gotten to that person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I text my clients, my tech clients text me all the time. I'm in New York. We're at a restaurant. What should I order? Screenshotting like that happens all the time. Now that might be annoying, but on the flip side of that, you have a client that is so dedicated that on vacation, they are trying to make good choices. You don't like, you you nurture that, you know, whatever, right. if you want more clients, Focus on the one in front of you. And if you do that, you, your word of mouth does most of the work for you. And it's a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love the one you're with. Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yes. yes. That <laughs> yeah. one's good. That's, I've not yep. heard that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It goes a long way for sure. Um, now I definitely want to get into the advertising piece because that is a, a, a main focus for a lot of gym owners in acquiring new clients and how to do so in the best way. So as far as advertising goes for you, marketing, uh, obviously word of mouth is big for you, 
Aside from that, are you running paid ad campaigns through Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature? Any other forms of advertising? I always like to say multiple poles in the water as far as advertising goes. So what does that look like for you? Um, well, I can just say what I've done where I've had success and where I haven't. And, um, you know, kind of like with the with the group where you were able to point out where the, it is successful. I get that people are going to be able to point out where they have been successful, where I haven't. Mm -hmm. um, so I can just share my experience. And I just say that because, um, you know, I don't want to shut somebody off or, or turn someone off from a, a, an avenue that had they tried it, it would have worked for them. So right. um, I have found that I've not received a lot of, um, like income or even even like communication really from like Facebook and Instagram um, or social sites. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely have a strong presence there mm -hmm. because what I have found and when I look at like analytics of, um, you know, just how trends of the way people are searching for things, they'll go Google something. And then one of the first, they'll look at whatever Google displays, right? They're either going to go to the website or then they're going to go to a Facebook or Instagram, but the channel doesn't, people aren't getting on Instagram or Facebook. And again, this is just what I found for me. People aren't getting on there and searching personal trainer, bootcamp gym, you know, they're, they're, they're getting on Google to do that. So, um, and I have tried, I have put money out there and I've not seen a good return where I have seen a good return is definitely on Google. Um, and I did the, they do a 30 minute free or maybe it's 39.99. It felt free with all the information I got, but you could set it up with Google. It's a 30 minute appointment where they will walk you through your Google ads and show you exactly how to do all of it. And that was really helpful. They showed me how to put my search terms in. They showed me how to upload my photos. They showed me everything I needed to know. I've not needed any help since with that. Um, Yelp is very frustrating. Mm -hmm. I had, yes, I had very good results with them the first month and I'm not going to accuse anybody. I'm just going to say that that was when they were like ushering me in right after yes. that. I had 18 <laughs> reviews, 18 solid reviews from people that I did not ask for them. And you cannot like, first off, I didn't even respond to them because I didn't see them. But second off, you can't ask somebody to post that somewhere else now. And they were just hidden. So right. I don't I don't give any budget to Yelp, but again, other people I've seen trainers that man, they have 50 something reviews up there. And so Yelp can work for some. The last gold mine though that I would definitely say does work and it's worth the time is thumbtack. I don't know if you've heard of that. There's a lot of different there's bark.com, but thumbtack works. I give a healthy budget to Thumbtack every month and I recover it within the first week. Um, I probably get at least three inquiries a week just from Thumbtack. And usually at least one of those will convert over to a sell. Okay. So it, right. it's, it, it, they have it, they have a good algorithm to where mm -hmm. it really uh, dials in the right client for you. And then it's on a bidding system. So if it's like a, almost a 100% match, match, you can say, I'll pay the highest. You can preload that. Like if it's a one mile radius from my house and it's 
uh, a female of 42, like somebody you know you're going to just hit it off with and it's going to be fine, then you can automatically say, I'll pay that. Everything else, I'll pay this. Interesting. Yeah. So it's actually a really nice um, format. Interesting. It's like like eBay for leads, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually just switched over to their bidding system and I didn't like it I actually dropped it down that I wasn't going to bid and I just did how much I was paying for my other ones and I just stopped getting leads so mm. all right I'll bite so I did yeah. it and that's when I was I was happy to see that it I on average was paying what I was paying before I'm just saying I'll pay a little more for somebody that I know I can get right yeah yeah absolutely cool yeah. okay so now where are you directing most of your time and attention within the business right now? What are your main focuses? Expanding. Okay. Um, I have going back to my, my sister. Um, I have a strong belief that as gym owners, as fitness enthusiasts, we have a responsibility to revolutionize our entire industry and put the focus back on what health and fitness is. Doctors are, we can't do it without them, right? We, we just, we can't, we need, we need a partnership there. We need a, um, a good synergy of flow there because until we are able to show that health what that, okay, hold on. I'm messing this up. So we get healthy through diet and exercise and our lifestyle. And we go to a doctor, well, for life savings or, you know, situations, you also have genetics and you have yearlies and things like that. I think that there is this misconception that they go, we go to the doctor to get healthy for things that I cannot control. Mm -hmm. So to get things that, you know, to get a fix for things that I cannot control. When the truth is, is that it was in control all the time and that the medical community should be more of a support or even a front runner of what health is also. And what I mean by that is we all have those clients that work really, really hard. And then months into it, they find out their thyroid is off. Their hormones aren't balanced. Or by, on the flip side, people go to the doctors, they get their thyroid fixed, they get their hormones balanced, but they have no idea how to do the diet and nutrition. I want to expand and I'm working actively um, with some very brilliant minds to combine so that when our clients come in, they're getting their blood drawn and they're going to meet with a physician who is very familiar and, and um, understands, um, you know, hormone therapies and thyroid and diabetes and all of the things that our, our clients deal with. So that's what I'm focusing on right now. And I'm hoping that it all comes, I hope it all comes to, to, to a head because if it does, it will change so much of the way people see things that these are, these are supposed to be together. They were never supposed to be in two different industries. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the next level. Yeah. Taking yep. it to the next level. And yep. I love that because it's true. You know, there are so many people that just resort to just going to the doctor or even worse, they don't even go to the doctor, right? It's like, they're not healthy. They're not fit. They're 
not going to the doctor, you know, so it's like if we can kind of combine these two things and get them started in one area or the other and then kind of merge the two that is ideal. So I yeah, love that. I love it there's that that's why it takes up most of my energy is because it's a it's never been done before and there are some there are some walls there there are some things that well how do you incorporate this you know because for me i would want it to be bioidentical i would want it because to me that's not like a pharmaceutical we're talking about very holistic healing holistic wellness we're incorporating nutrition and exercise but i'm not a doctor you know, I don't, I don't exactly know exactly what every single of uh, client that walks our door needs and, and if that is the appropriate path for them. And so I, you, you have to find the right people to partner with the right people who can see your vision, a doctor who is skilled with these types of treatments and therapies, um, and also has the time to take something right. like this on because they're, they're very busy. They're, they're on the front lines, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's tricky, but I do think that it'll come, come about. That's greatly what I'm trying to do is figure out an expansion. Second to that, I feel like I get bogged down with the day to day. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, you can't re like recreate yourself. You can hire people, but they don't, they don't quite do it. Um, I don't know. Actually, you can hire great people and, and maybe that's my problem. Maybe, maybe I need to like step back. My trainers are phenomenal. I can lead the gym and, and everybody's good. Like everybody it's, I need help with like the marketing and the fact that I love to be in the gym. I just end up hanging out back there all the time. And, right. um, you know, and so I need help with just the, not so much putting the marketing together per se, because you can watch an Instagram and figure that out. It's more finding somebody to have the man, like the man hours in the day to do all the things. Right. I'm open to some advice on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely, definitely help you out there. I have a lot of connections, so I can definitely help you out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the hardest, one of the hardest parts. I mean, there are a lot of hard parts of owning and running a gym, but it is, I mean, trying to, I mean, the first point that you made as far as finding somebody that can do everything the way that you do it. You know, I always say like at the end of the day, nobody cares about your business as much as you do. Right. Yeah. So it's very hard to find somebody that can do things the way that you do them that cares enough to produce the same results that you do. Uh, so that's definitely a challenging piece, but then also time management, you know, it's like as a gym owner, you're wearing so many hats all the time and focusing on so many tasks all at once. So it can be challenging to figure out, okay, I have X amount of time. Where should I be spending it? And a lot of gym owners just don't know, you know, it's like, well, I don't really know. So I'm just going to do this. And then they don't really get a return on that time spent. And it's always interesting because a lot of gym owners don't look at time and money the same way. Oh, it is the same. Yes. I will pay somebody to do like, I love to do landscaping. For instance, I, I love being outside. I like to get my hands dirty. I do not have time for that. I will pay for that. And it doesn't matter that landscapers are expensive. Right. I will pay for that because that is so much time Yes. to do that. And, and it, I can, I make more exactly. Then, then get, then the, the, the time that I give away, even if I don't, 
am I too tired? How many hours after the yard work am I run down? Right. So you have to look at things, but you know, it's interesting how um, I had a thought what you were saying. I'm trying to remember what it was because it was, I don't know. I can't remember. It was something when you were talking about how you can't re reproduce yourself, but oh, um, so when I started getting more serious about the expansion and started looking for facilities and somewhere that we could integrate both and um, really starting to think about what direction I wanted Pro Push to be, because Pro Push is very unique. It is, it's unique. It's like this grungy backyard gym that you would let your kids hang out in. I don't know how to explain it. It's super cool. And so I, I, I respect that it is a unique feel. Anyway, I started asking my clients, what would you want? Mm -hmm. Would you, what would you want? It's specifically, like if I was gone because I was doing all of this, you know, expansion stuff, the, all this office stuff, would it bother you? Are you content back here or whatever? And it was really interesting to get feedback from my clients. Most of them said, we're very patient while you're going to do this, but we want you back in the gym because going back to that, how you put your culture on it, mm -hmm. you're kind of the heartbeat. Right. And so that might be the answer there is we're looking at our hats and what should we do? What should we do? It's probably so unique for each gym that going back and asking our clients, what do you think? Is the, is the vibe fine in here when I'm over here doing office stuff? Is it, mm -hmm. you know, are you getting a much different workout with me or, or do you get along with everyone? You know, just asking people, it may give you the answers that you need to make your business flourish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely can be helpful, just not at the extreme level. Right. Because some people that I talk to, they're like, well, I talked to my clients and they said that they wanted this. So then they like completely flip their business on their, on its head. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. No, I'm thinking moderation as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Because like a couple of people said, they give really good feedback. They said, mm -hmm. um, I'm here because of the environment that I'm in. I like when I work out, I know I'm getting ready to work out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, now I'm I'm seeing with that feedback that I I need it to be in like a warehousey type feel. Mm -hmm. You know, and I need to bring my giant American flag and all of those things that make it unique, you know, right. so that they it doesn't feel like they're walking into a box gym. That's what my clientele wants. That's not mm -hmm. what everybody else wants, right? Right. So I, I, right. I don't think you should flip your business plan, but I meant more like, where should we put our energy? Because what if I put all this energy and I found this really sweet commercial spot and most of my clients who I never even bought to survey are like, I don't want, I don't want to find a parking spot over there. Right. That's not what I want to do. I want to slide in and jump out, you know? And so it, it makes sense if you're spinning your wheels, doing a lot, or even in the marketing side, ask your clients, what brought you to me? Mm -hmm. Was specifically, what was it? Was it Google? And what was it on Google? What caught your attention? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then reproduce that over and over so you can get the same kind of client. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Speaking of social media. Um, 
Well, I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram and I am at um, Pro Push Fitness. Um, my personal is um, Pro Push Fitness underscore Christina with a K. And then you can find all of our trainers from there. Perfect. All righty. Awesome. So Christina from Pro Push Fitness in Gilbert, Arizona. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. So it's so great having you on the show. Thank you so much. And I'm really, really appreciative for you inviting me today. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us in the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Hope with Imbalance out of Texas. Hope, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, JJ. I'm feeling good. There we go. There we go. We're excited to have you on. We appreciate you being here. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Imbalance. But first, Let's take a step back and give the viewers a little perspective here, Hope, if we can. So if you could, Hope, in your own words, how would you describe Imbalance and what you do? So we um, are a little bit different than a lot of the gyms that you've had on the show because we are Pilates-based. And so all of our classes are based on Pilates principles. My background is in dance. I was a dancer for 20, however many years of my life. And then that got me into Pilates. And so the premise of my studio is kind of building all of these types of functional movement based on Pilates principles. And so it's all the like mind body practices all in one spot. So we have Pilates, we have yoga, we have dance cardio, we have hit classes, trampoline cardio, we do um, Pilates equipment, we have reformers. And so it's literally like whatever scale on the intensity scale, like wherever you want to be on the intensity scale, we have that. And that was, that was the concept I wanted to bring to life is to have something for everybody at every level. I love that. I love that. I think it's so great that you can almost service a broad audience and almost of any age and any background, just because it doesn't matter if you're a beginner experience, you can yep. always come. And, uh, and I think if, if anybody uh, knows Pilates, it, it's definitely a unique experience compared to the traditional gym, but I feel like it's one of the most welcoming experiences. And trust yeah. me, I, I've done it only once or twice, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just don't think I can keep up. If I'm being honest. But uh, I love it. I think there's just, it's such a, it's such a community base. And I'm, I'm sure you have that as well there over at Imbalance. And um, I appreciate the explanation there. Let's kind of dive into it a little bit here, Hope. Um, let's start with the basics. You know, how many members are you serving currently, Hope? 
So we have right now, we have around 60 members and we, our studio is very small, but we serve a lot of people who come in for the private session experience. And so we have a lot of high ticket clients who pay a lot of money each month to do private sessions. And that's what I want. I want the one-on-one experience. Most of them, most of the private sessions are coming in specifically for the Pilates equipment. So they're coming for the reformer. We have reformers, we have the tower, we have the wanted chair, if anybody's familiar with Pilates equipment. And so, um, they're coming in for that, for the private sessions mostly. And then we have some who come in when they have some couples who come in together, like husband and wife couples who come in and they'll do like sessions together. Um, but the, I think the cool thing about the private sessions, especially on the Pilates equipment is it's so scalable. And if, I don't know if you've ever been on the actual Pilates machines before, but I mean, they're, they're so versatile because you can do it as you know, more rehabilitative. So we have people who've come in from surgeries and injuries. We've had like people who are a little bit older, like over 70, we've had 70, 80 year old who's come in and they want just, they just want to move, you know? But then we have people who come in, we have athletes come in and we have dancers come in and we have football players come in who want to do it for conditioning and for like, like they want to work with like a more athletic feel. So, um, so anyway, going back to your original question, we have around, around 60 members right now, and we have a whole lot of people who are coming and looking for that, like one-on-one touch. Gotcha. And, and, and at 60, right. And especially with you being a little unique, as you did say, being a Pilates studio here, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Um, you know, honestly, it's fluctuated. Like it's, I feel like it's such, and I've, I mean, I've been in the game, we talked about this before we started recording. I've been in the game for a while and I just feel like it fluctuates. So it's been a combination of, you know, Google and Facebook ads, like social media and Google ads. Um, and then word of mouth for a while, um, really up until COVID, we were on like a main stretch of highway. And so we were very visible. So our sign, you could see it from the highway during COVID. Obviously we shut down for a while, but we ended up moving. And so we don't have that visibility, but I also think because we're so niched in that like Pilates world, like people are looking for us, like people seek us out. So they find us online. Um, so right now, most of the leads that we're getting, most people coming in um, are coming in because they found us like on a Google search or their friends told them like word of mouth is always great. Right. And so that's, those are kind of the biggest ways we're getting people in the door right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's a great explanation with the versatility and how, how many avenues you can go. Right. I think, Either a lot of people are predominantly word of mouth, tried, paid, and failed, and tried, paid, or succeeded. Right. And it's the fact that when you can have that versatility, I think it's almost endless, the opportunities that you yeah. can get. Mm-hmm. And so let's say this, Hope. Um, let's say leads, traffic clients, members, we're hypothetically unlimited here. How much higher can you go than that 60 mark? I mean, have you been above that before? Yeah, we have. Um, so when we moved from like during COVID, obviously COVID like changed a lot of things and it really kind of shifted how I wanted to run my studio. And we were running mostly like group classes before. And that was our, the majority of our members were in the, they just wanted the group classes. And when we moved, I wanted to scale down like size wise, which I mean, honestly, I needed to, I needed to scale down like overhead. And so that was the goal. Like let's scale down in size. We can get the overhead down a little bit so we can like try to survive, you know, the COVID times. And so when do within that kind of idea of like, let's kind of scale down size wise, 
I wanted to shift more into what, what we're doing now, which really, which is like the small group sessions and the private. So our small group sessions on the Pilates equipment, we only have five machines. So it's max five people. So we're doing a lot of small group sessions and we're doing a lot of privates. And that's really where I wanted to transition into to just kind of work on a smaller scale. And so, yeah, we could totally have more members. I think, um, I think like a hundred, I mean, we've had, we've definitely had more clients before, but I, I like how we have it now because, because we're such a small boutique studio. I just were able to like build relationships a little bit better because we don't have 200, 300 people coming in the doors, I mean, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like the vision for my studio is just, I wanted kind of this more homey, small feel to the studio. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's not affecting us in terms of like revenue and stuff because we're still selling those high ticket memberships. It's just, it's just different, right? It's like, do you want less of the privates or do you want more of the group people? You know, it's just kind of a balancing act. So for me, it's, I, I like having the small feel and I like, I love the small group sessions. The ladies, I mean, they go out and like drink wine on Friday nights at this wine bar down the street. Like they, you know, they hang out together and they've made friends, their kids are friends now. So it's because we have this small feel. Um, and, and that's really the vision I have for Monsieur when we move is just kind of scale down size-wise and scale down memory-wise and have this kind of smaller, more homey feel to what we were offering. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think uh, I think the emphasis of that is really just retention, right? Because I think a lot of people focus on more and more people, right. but if you're having a, a cycle effect exactly. where in and out, you know, you're never going to have a community. People are never going to stick. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a great point. And it kind of leads to this next question here. It's a little bit of a longer question here, Hope, but a good question in itself. And if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So, uh, you know, what we've been discussing, I guess you could say, and what we, what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business, which is going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Which is getting somebody to purchase, you know, your membership, <laughs> purchase or become a paying member after being interested. And then we have our retention and ascension, right? Which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Yeah, I think um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. I think the, you know, the retention for us and kind of similar to what you were saying before, and I think that's kind of where we've been able to build such a strong base is we do have that retention. Like people come and they stay and, I, we don't have a lot of attrition. It's just it, people come and they say, and I, I think it is due to the fact that we have this small community that we built. And yes, I mean, I, my goal is to continue to grow up to a certain point. Um, and I feel like with COVID, I, I was telling, I was just having this conversation in a video with somebody. I feel like 2022, I'm like, I am declaring it like to the universe <laughs> that this is the last rebuilding year from COVID. Like, I feel like this was still a continuation of rebuilding from like, you know, the devastation that COVID caused and, you know, you know, as all the gym owners have been struggling and trying to rebuild. So I feel like this year was still the rebuilding year. And this was the year because 2020 was shut down and we were shut down for a while because we moved. So we didn't open back up till like mid 2021. So I feel like we've, I've literally had to like start over from scratch. And so I'm, I still feel like this year was this kind of rebuilding phase, but I feel like, especially going to this last quarter of the year, we're, we're in a good spot where I'm like, I can kind of take a deep breath. Like, okay, we've got this recurring revenue. Like our people are re-signing memberships. Like we're good. So that next year I can really focus on the building. So for me, I think the Ascension part is what I want to focus on next and improve on that. And like you're saying, to get them to buy more and to, you know, have those 
clients who, you know, it's just that, that constant increase of like that client monthly value. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty and transparency on that question too. I think that, uh, that is definitely what I think the viewers need to hear sometimes is, you know, regardless of success, but you can still improve it. And that's one of the biggest things to see. Totally. And so um, I have two more questions for you, I hope. My two favorite questions, which are, you know, I know you kind of alluded to it, but what's the bigger picture for you long-term with the facility? Yeah. So um, pre-COVID, so that's how we like date things these days. Um, I franchised my studio. And so I have one franchise location. And before, you know, all the COVID stuff hit, I had a lot of conversations kind of going with people interested and all those kind of went down the toilet. So that's kind of my, my next big step is to continue to grow that and to put some, I had, you know, I had marketing dollars set aside to grow that part. And then now all those marketing dollars went to just keeping my studio afloat. And so, like I was saying before, kind of now that we're like in a good spot we're like, okay, we can kind of breathe a little bit. I want to allocate those marketing dollars again to rebuilding um, that kind of marketing program for the franchise and continue to grow um, that part of that. That was like my goal when I started, my vision was like how I wanted to scale was through franchising. And so I want to kind of work on that and, and grow one that way. That's awesome. That was a mic drop of an answer, Hope, but I have one more <laughs> question for you. Um, <laughs> if, uh, and this is the best one, especially with how much, how many, how many years of experience did you have? I'm really curious to see your answer here. So Hope, if you could, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym or first started in balance and it, sit yourself down with the, with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? I love that question. And it's so easy for me to answer. <laughs> I, I would have hired um, a coach sooner, a business coach. I would have hired somebody to help me sooner. I had this, I mean, honestly, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started. Like I had no idea, which I mean, most of us don't. I mean, I never went to business school. I didn't take any business classes. I, I was presented with the opportunity, like, okay, like, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I, for some reason I had this idea that I had to do it all on my own. And I just had to figure it out like myself. And for anyone listening, you don't have to do it that way. <laughs> so I, I mean, I went years. I mean, I was teaching every class. I mean, I was working myself to the bone. And, and I get there's a certain like grind when you first start out, like I, I get that and I can acknowledge that, but I think at the same time, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And to be able to have someone who can help you with like the business side of things and keep me from making, you know, all the mistakes that I made up front, which I say that lightly because I do think all the quote mistakes are, they're all learning opportunities. And I've, I've learned a ton. I mean, I think running a business is the most like the biggest growth experience you can have in your entire life. Like you learn so much about yourself and just life and all the things, but yeah, definitely hiring somebody starting out, somebody who could have helped me with the business side of things and helped me look at things in a, a more business-minded way, rather than just like, let me just get people in the door. Like, you know, I had such a simplified version of what it was going to look like. And there's just so much more to it. So sorry, that was a long answer, but that's my answer. <laughs> No, great response. A great, great response. A mic drop of an answer there. You <laughs> hope it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, website, Facebook, please shout it out. Let the people know where can they find out more about you and Inbalance. Yeah, so we, my studio is Inbalance. It's at Inbalance SA. Um, we also have an at Inbalance um, Elmo Ranch. 
My handle is the Hope Pedraza, and I talk about all the things there. And then InbalanceStudios.com is our website. You can check out everything we're about. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just to let them know how you can get the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.